everybody. This is Steve. And this is Steve's friend, Parnell. Flip, flip, mash, mash. Flip, flip, mash. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, Flipping and Mashing. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about uh, The Witcher. We're talking some pinball. We're talking some video games. So first, let's get into The Witcher. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I do have a cold, so my nose sounds like it's plugged. So let's move forward. <laughs> Listeners can deal with it, I guess. Yeah. It probably makes you sound sexier to them. Oh, maybe. Maybe I sound more mature. Yeah. My little my little kid's maybe. voice no, normally. Hey, guys. How's it going? And now I sound like the little kid instead. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. So for me, yes, I've never played The Witcher. I've mm-hmm. never read The Witcher. Mm-hmm. I only know that The Witcher 3 is a big deal. Right. People were flipping out about it. Yeah. It was amazing. Um. When Netflix teased Henry Cavill being the Witcher and had that um, that reading that he did, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I also was like, eh, I don't know if it's going to look good, and I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, once I you, saw, when you say reading, you do not mean like reading of the book, like just sorry, just yeah, like the, like the test footage. Yep, the it is. test footage. Yeah. Um, when I saw the actual Netflix trailer, yeah, it blew my mind, mm-hmm. and I was like, yep. I will be watching this because it looks badass. Right. And then, um, you know, then then it's one of those, well, I already have Netflix, so then it's just waiting. You, mm-hmm. you watch your first episode or so, and if you don't like it, you just don't have to watch it. But you don't have to pay extra. Right. Um, so that's my background on knowing The Witcher. So I know nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. And same with me. Like I, I even owned The Witcher but barely played it at all. Uh, I did not read any books. So I walked into this fairly blind. And actually, ever since watching it, I have now since started playing the game. But, like, we both walked into this not knowing what to expect, really. We had an idea because we've seen uh, footage of the, the video game and stuff like that. But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am. I have completed on the TV show season, or episode one, two, three. So I'm going to start season or episode four tonight. Okay. Um. And I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I'm I'm over halfway through. I think I'm on six or seven right now. I think there's only eight total. So I think I only have one left. I am hoping that I'm only on six. That way I have two left. <laughs> but um, I think it's phenomenal. It's my favorite TV show right now on Netflix. I love it to death. And I used to love Stranger Things the most out of anything on Netflix. And Stranger Things just came out not that long. Well, it was, it was, it was early this year, ago. right? Yeah. I yeah. think it was like maybe like this summer. So I watched that, and uh, I was getting pretty bored of Netflix. And I was even thinking about unsubscribing, and then all of a sudden that trailer came out for The Witcher. I'm like, well, i got to stick around until The Witcher comes out. And it's just so fucking fun. It, um, so it reminds me of like the first season of Game of Thrones where it was just super high quality. Mm-hmm. It is high quality. The acting's great. The special effects are great. The monsters look so cool. Ugh. Um, and I, gross. Yeah. That one scary episode three. I think it's episode three, right? With yeah, it's the like, woman that's like totally oh, hideous. Maybe she's a girl. I don't know. Well, yeah, a princess. Could, I'm sorry. Well, either way, she's grown up, so she's like a girl. But like, yeah, she she was gross. But I wouldn't have had a problem with it except for the umbilical cord. Oh, I guess I didn't see it. Oh, no. Yeah. She has an umbilical cord hanging off her the entire when time. When she's the monster? And it made me want to vomit. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, N- not, not as... One, once he, like, saves her, everything's fine. She looks just like a normal person. Just muddy. But, like, yeah, when 
she's in her like hideous like monster form. She's scary. She's gross, and I could handle it. All of a sudden, I saw like the umbilical cord hanging after. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking throw up. (laughs) 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 But uh, Um, after watching like literally episode one, I was going, I need to read these books. I am well. I didn't think I wanted to read the books. I decided I have to play the game. I have to play the game. But see, I I, my I guess my question was, are you gonna play? All of the Witcher games or just no, the third one? I'm just going right for the third one. That's the only one that anyone ever raves about. It's the only one that anyone ever talks about. They don't even talk about the other ones, well, which is kind of crazy. I think it's because Witcher 3 had so much DLC, so much content added, and they didn't make you pay a bunch of extra money mm-hmm. for it. Like, they gave okay. you a full game. They didn't, like, they didn't, like, do whatever EA does, right, where they're like, yeah, uh, we made the game, and then we cut it in half, mm-hmm. and then we sold it to you at $60, and yeah. then um, we'll sell this pack... Mm-hmm. For another sixty, and mm-hmm. then uh, maybe a little while later, we'll sell another one. Right, uh, that very well could be the reason why it's so famous. But either way, it is really famous, and uh, it's the latest one that's out, and it's available on Game Pass for the Xbox. So I just downloaded that and started playing it. I forgot you had Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have Game Pass. Well, I also have the discs somewhere. And I thought I had them. I wouldn't have downloaded them from Game moved. Pass. And you don't know if Marshall has it. I think my brother has it. I'm pretty sure he does. So, like, because I've given him stuff in the past, like video games I don't use and stuff like that. And I think I must have gave that to him or somebody else because I looked through my games and I don't have it. So, luckily, it was available on Game Pass. Sure, it did come out for Switch. Yep. Um, I guess if it goes on sale, I'd grab it. But that's the thing. It's it's probably it even bigger than Breath of the Wild, so I don't think I'd ever get around to playing it. Well, it is probably just as big, if not bigger, because all those expansions are added. It's like it. fifty or sixty hours. Yeah, and I don't know if that's including the expansions. Um, I have talked to some people, and they said if you would like to read the series, sure, start with the short stories. They are like prequels to the first book. I've heard that too. Then do the book series. There might even be a comic book series, but that is... I got a Kindle for Christmas, like with the e-ink. Oh, yeah? And so I was looking for new content to, to read on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm treating it like my phone, where I don't want to pay for stuff yet, unless mm-hmm. I know I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of... I think a lot of books give you a sample chapter or something, sure. so you can read. And I haven't read a lot in the last, you know, like 15 years, so I don't know what's good. Right. And I don't want to go buy a 5 to $20 book to, like, not like it. Mm-hmm. So I've been getting a lot of free books, like, with my Amazon Prime account or whatever. Yeah. And I started reading, and I, I noticed that it's really fast to read on it. It's pretty nice. But I'm wondering, this Witcher series might be, in my opinion, as long as they're reviewed well, as, like, they're nicely written and they're easy to read. Not mm-hmm. easy easy to read, like, for a young person, but just... I know what you're saying. They work well. Uh, maybe I'll just spend the money and buy it because as long as, like, Game of Thrones to read was abs. The first book was just a- horrible. You had to it love really it to boring. keep. You had yeah, you had to love it to keep pushing through. Mm. And then I heard once that once book one was done and like Ned died and stuff, like uh, it picked up. Mm-hmm. But I had it on even on a book on tape, and the guy reading it was just super bland. Mm. Very monotone voice, and when he spoke, it was just, it just made you just not want to. I hear you. But with Henry, if Henry Cavill read all this, oh, I'd put right with all down. of his inflections and everything else. Plus, uh, you'd be hearing it from uh, Geralt's voice. Yeah, 
So that's exciting. Yeah. So, um, again, I love it. I think my favorite parts of it for sure are, well, anything to do with, was it Geralt? Geralt. I actually Geralt don't know. Geralt of Rivia. I think that's, I think that's, that's what how, I think yeah, it is, too. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anything with Geralt in it is awesome. And especially when he actually starts whipping his sword around. Once he starts in motion, starts hacking people down, it's so fast and it's so exciting. I just eat it up like crazy. It's awesome. I love his powers. Uh, I'm hoping that they're showing a lot more than just that one push boom, that he's used a couple times. Yeah, so since I don't know what he is, like, um, I, I don't know. If it, to me, he just seemed like a vampire. No, I hear what you're saying. No, I didn't really know what to expect of him either. Because, again, we're walking into this fairly blind. I didn't think he was a vampire, but I didn't know what his powers were. He's, like, just extra strong, or what has he got? Now that I've played the game a little bit, he's got a bunch of powers. He has, like, just like we've seen in the, in the TV series, he's got that, like, pulse push. Mm-hmm. Where we can push somebody back. He can also do, like, fire and different stuff like that. So I'm excited and ready to watch the rest of that stuff. I don't know if he has to drink, like, a potion. Before he can use like different abilities, or if he can just flat out do them. Um, I know that in the video game, he has to. You have to. So you can't just keep spamming powers. Mm. You have to like chop people up and beat them up to like build up your uh, like your mana. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. And I guess like even the game might stray from the book a little bit. They might because they might add the extra powers to make it more uh, exciting. Yeah. Um, And Netflix might remove some to keep it more simple. Who knows? We should... We have a coworker who... Oh, wait. He, I don't know if he did read the books. He played the game. I, we, we'd, we'd have to talk to somebody who read the books. Really would. Or at least someone who has an, a good knowledge of even of the, 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 the games. Because the games, yeah, they'd be slightly off, but at the same time, they'd be pretty damn similar, I would assume. Um, at least in, probably in abilities and different stuff like that. I think that the one girl that's in it, Jennifer, super hot. Is she familiar somehow? Like, has she been in something else? I have else? no idea. She, she reminds me, I guess, of uh, Penelope, Penelope Cruz a little bit. Yeah. So I think that that is what... So I my, I just shut it out. I thought, no, she looks like Penelope Cruz to you. That's, I think, the only reason why you think that you know who she is. I've never seen her before. Um... She was in Wanderlust, the ABC Murders, and Sherwood. I've, I don't but think I've seen any of that. I don't think I've seen any of those either. But she, her face is familiar. But maybe it's just the eyes like Penelope Cruz or mm-hmm. um, something like that. Right. But either way, uh, so you're only on episode three. Her character and uh, her and Geralt get together a lot more and she becomes a much more part of the story. Like she's not, I was worried that like we'd just have these totally separate stories and that they would barely ever interact mm-hmm. and they're all together. They, they all end up together and that's great. I, I like seeing them working off of each other and seeing uh, different, I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. D- d- different stuff transpire. Um, one of our coworkers who did watch it all and has played the game kind of asked me about, hey, did you notice this? Like, there... I didn't notice it, but he he said, you know, there's three people they're following, and I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, did you notice that they're on different... They're, on each different time they show, lines. yeah, they're in different time timelines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no idea. So, and there's little secrets you can see between them mm-hmm. where, like, there's a painting, and then you see those kids in the painting, 
at the other uh, another person's right. timeline in real and like in real life or like right. a grandmother's eating with Gerald or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pick up on that. But I'm watching this stuff at like Geralt, I think. Geralt, whatever yeah, his name yeah. is. I'm watching this crap at like 11, and honestly, 12 at night. They all have weird names. They're not easy to pronounce, like Geralt instead of Gerald or whatever. You got Yennefer instead of Jennifer. Like well, they, they, the, they the guy who wrote this with, is yeah. from Sweden. I think he's Poland, I think. Poland? Yeah. yeah. He's over in Europe. So, I mean, maybe those names over in Poland are very uh, familiar common. and common. But for us Americans, these are not normal names we're used to hearing. So to even like to look at the word and say, ah, I think you pronounce that Gerald or something like that. I don't know. But, but yeah, it's Geralt. I think Geralt. Geralt. There we go. Geralt. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then that that's when he recommended to read the short stories to really flush out that backstory. And then at the end of season one TV show, they really did bring all the timelines into one. Mm-hmm. So now now it's like. They're all on the same page. Right. Um, and that's, I've heard that, all, I think I just heard that yesterday as well, that the reason why they have the separate timelines is because uh, book one, you know, didn't have like Yennefer and different stuff in it. Yennefer didn't come till way later, but oh. they created those short stories uh, as prequels after those other books were made. So there was a lot of different stuff that happened. And I guess the, when the creators of Netflix were looking at, what they had on their table, they thought we got to get these other characters in here. Otherwise, it'd be too one-dimensional. Maybe how did they? How did they do such a bad job? And maybe it, of explaining the fact that you're yeah. given timelines. It, maybe it wasn't. It wouldn't even have needed. taken much. They could have said like eight years earlier, or or. But is it even important? I guess, and this is that, that's almost a question to either once we know and understand, or someone that has read and knows The Witcher. But like, maybe it's not important that we. I mean, I needed to know. So, for instance, like, uh, I was watching it with my girlfriend this whole entire time. Again, we both love it. We both ate it up like crazy. But we immediately started telling that there was something odd going on. Like, all of a sudden, somebody who just died is walking by. And it's like, okay. You noticed that? Yeah. My yeah. gosh, am I... That, so well, I'll tell you what. Maybe you haven't run into a lot of okay. deaths yet. That's what, that was my one excuse was, I've watched this late, late at night. Sure. And so... I'm just not all... But you will be running into dead people very soon because Geralt is running... His timeline is running far behind Ciri's timeline. Ciri's the, the little blonde girl. Oh, I forgot her name because she uses a couple different names to... Yeah, to hide her identity. Yeah, like in the camp and stuff. Yeah, but, Fiona, I think, is one of yeah, them. Yes, it is. So Ciri's timeline is like modern time, like right now. Oh, okay. And Geralt is catching up to that timeline. And you'll watch him slowly catch up to that timeline. And uh, Yennefer, when it first shows her character, it shows her way in the past before her transformation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then her timeline connects with Geralt, so they're running on the same timeline. So now you just have to get them over to Ciri, and then eventually they'll all be on the same timeline. I have not made it to that part yet. Okay, I'm excited to watch that finally transpire. The only thing I thought was uh, Yennefer's timeline of her being like bad at magic and then getting really good. Was kind of like rushed, right? Which yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It, it was like she was like this nobody, and that lady called her pig lady or whatever. Yeah, piglet. She kept piglet. calling her piglet. Yeah. And then like the next flip back to her, she's like a fucking wizard. Yeah, I'm with you. They really, you don't even know that time has really transpired until you watch her do some power, and you're like, oh, I get it. A lot of time has transpired. <laughs> yeah, and it, it wasn't because horrible she, by any means. Yeah, but it was just like, oh Jesus! Right, okay. she couldn't like lift a rock a moment ago, and now she's ultra powerful. 
obviously there has been some time lapse in between these two scenes here. And then, and maybe it was, so the hard part too is I'm watching it at night, everybody's sleeping, so I have the volume turned down. Mm. But Do you watch with captions on? No. I watch it with captions on. Now, uh, I get made fun of because I'm an old man, but <laughs> even in my old age of 33 years old, uh, I always watch important series to me, I always watch with captions on. Really? Because it's easier, because also a lot of times I have little boys Ugh, that run yeah. around. And I need to, even when I'm by myself, I will leave the captions on because it helps me retain a lot more of what I'm seeing and hearing. That's just me. I'm not telling anybody else to oh, do I that. I should try it. But especially, yeah, if you're having the volume down low and you can't maybe catch some different words, if you're seeing it, especially like names like Yennefer and different stuff like that, you may not, because also there's a lot of names that kind of overlap. You're like, I don't know if I've seen that guy or not, or I don't know who they're referring to. But if you read it, you know exactly what they're talking about because you saw that when the, you know when they were talking to the last when they were talking to this other guy before. Because otherwise, they can sound very similar, different names. But if you're reading them, you could definitely di- differentiate in between them. Okay, I would try that, especially if their volume's low. Um, but that's just what I do. But again, I make. I should try it. Yeah. Um, I also was falling asleep during episode three, so I had to watch it again. Sure, and that doesn't help either. But my whole point was um, that Queen Witch Lady or whatever, her, mm-hmm. she's a witch, mm-hmm. um, she kind of said some things like you knew she was keeping her Yennefer for a reason, but it really, like, it didn't really fl- They didn't really go too deep into Again, it. Again, yeah, they flicked through time there really fast. It went from her looking down on Yennefer as just this, not just... I think she wanted Yennefer to become something good. And she believed that she could become something good. But her way to get it out of her was basically just to beat her down. Like, I'm going to keep calling you. Yeah, I'm going to keep calling you a piglet. I'm going to keep making fun of you until you finally push yourself to get out of that scenario. And she did. But, like, a couple episodes later, or like an episode later, and the next time they show her, there's just this complete dynamic shift, especially when Yennefer transforms. Holy. I mean, and then I saw a trailer for like the down next episode. At the Queen Witch yeah. as like, you're nothing to me. You're pathetic. But this, and that's kind of like, and I don't want to bring this up, but it's like Ray in the new Star Wars where she goes zero to 100 in two seconds and she's a grandmaster. You know, I was just talking about this last night with my brother. Uh, and he had a theory that when I heard it, I thought, oh shit, that would have been so good. Um, so, him and my ex-brother-in-law they used to talk about this all the time because it was so weird that ray was so incredibly powerful and how she could take on a sith master with no training no nothing there's no there's no believable reason why someone who's been trained from birth to be epic to be great to be powerful and then as we've seen in the past like the Jedi are taken as small children, and from like three years old, they're trained over and over and over again until finally you deserve a lightsaber. Because always you don't you don't even get to hold a lightsaber. You got to hold like sticks or you got to hold little training things. So finally they get to hold the lightsaber, and then they become really good at that. And then they train for that for you know multiple decades, mm-hmm. and then they still get cut down by a, a Sith. You know what I mean? And then this. No name girl from nowhere who's never heard, never 
heard of the force, not practiced a couple times. Never, she doesn't even know what the fuck it is. She shows up, battles and defeats a Sith Lord. It's stupid. Now, with that said, with that said, the theory that my brother brought up, he's like, what if she has had her mind wiped? Or she has amnesia of some of some sort. Because, you know, she doesn't know who her family is. She can't remember all the different stuff. What if she was Luke's daughter? What if um, she was a Jedi? There's all these like different what-ifs. And he's like, what if she was a trained, powerful Jedi who had her mind wiped? At that point, it makes complete sense why she would have the ability to go toe-to-toe with the Sith Lord. And all of a sudden, you you flush out that whole entire storyline in the next upcoming movies, which then, of course, never happened because Ryan Johnson showed up and said, I don't like your story. He wrote a totally brand new one. I was going to say that would have been a great... Because, like, being able to capture a Jedi and then wipe their brain and, like, plant them back... Right. I mean, that's... Right. Why wouldn't they kill her? There's a reason behind wiping and then mm-hmm. putting her somewhere. Right. That would have been awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of story that could have happened and never did because, again, Ryan Johnson showed up, did not care at all about any stories that were put before him and wiped him clean, wrote his own story. And then with like, this latest film, J.J. came back and said, no, no, I had a story. So he wipes out uh, Ryan Johnson's story and then writes his own story again. And it's a mess. It's and that clearly... part goes back to me asking that question about the Mandalorian, where there's different writers and directors, and it's like, uh, you're making it feel disconnected. Uh, it makes it feel different. I wouldn't say it makes it feel as definitely does not feel as different as like what's going on in the movie verse over here. They have no idea how to make a goddamn series anymore, and it's just such. A, it's so weird that in the next studio over over in Marvel. They can make the greatest encompassing uh, Marvel Universe possible, have all these different spinoffs, and have them all come together and be cohesive. And then you have Star Wars, which can't get off the ground without breaking more canon from what they just created before. It's it's weird. We need to get back to The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I get... They need to like progress the story, and they don't mm-hmm. want to get boring, and they need to kind of speed things up. It just, yeah, I, unless someone if if someone had not told me that there are different timelines, I would never have known because I I don't know if I would have picked it up until maybe toward like season or episode nine or uh, no, seven. No, you would see it because different people who died in episode one start showing back up again. Oh, okay, and then, it become glaringly obvious. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. These people all died. Why are they here? So maybe that would, and then maybe would have rewatched it and Mm -hmm. kind of then picked up more. Sure. And it might be one of those shows where I definitely don't mind watching it again because it feels so high quality and epic. I know that I'm going to watch it again because I want to, one, reabsorb the story. I will have known what's coming forth, so I will be able to watch it that much easier. But also, the fights in it are totally re- rewatchable. They're so fun. And they're so exciting. When he butchers all those people in that first episode, and when he starts going toe to toe with that one girl, what's her name? Ren. Ren. Oh, um, he says her name. Like he wakes up in a couple episodes after. I that. forgot. Yeah, she she's like the king of the thieves kind of chick. Yeah, but she's super cool. And when she he, is like evil as shit. Like and you don't even know. Like you think they're gonna team up and I know she just. Catfishes him. I know she did, but I, I I liked I liked all of that. I thought that was super cool, and I, I like when like they kill her, 
I know we're spoiling a lot of shit right now, but like when, when they when they kill her, and uh, he starts screaming, "Don't you touch her!" He's, I just I just love how emotional he is. Uh, I thought it was so cool. It definitely does bring out a lot of emotions, right? Because he he like wanted to protect her. Like he felt like he had. A I, he didn't want to kill her. And she made him. She well, made him. She kind of made no, him. No, she totally made him. And then he had her. He he was about to puncture her right through the throat, and he held it, and he wasn't going to do it. And then she deliberately tried to strike him afterwards, and he stabbed her in the throat with her own knife. And it was like, well, that was fucking on you. Like we, <laughs> he literally stopped and was going to end this whole entire thing right now, so that you guys could be fucking teammates. <laughs> and you killed yourself. And then like uh, the and then that uh, was it the. Is he a wizard or what was he? He was like a sorcerer. Uh, some, he's a mage. A mage. Um, and then he just gets the whole town against him and yeah, boots him out. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, these episodes are so long that they kind of all feel like a little tiny movie. So it is nice. What, what are they? Are they an hour? They're, I think they're over an hour. <sighs> they feel good. Mm-hmm. They feel long. Mm-hmm. It feels like you get a lot done in one. Mm-hmm. Where like The Mandalorian is short. It feels more like a TV show. It is short. I mean, some, there's some episodes that are only 35 minutes long. Yeah. There's some that are more like closer to an hour, but they fluctuate heavily, which is very strange to me at how much they fluctuate. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Is. And I don't mind, as long as the story is wrapped up nicely, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like having, once you have a good show you like, you kind of want them to be a little longer. Totally. And if they... Ha- That's how I felt about a lot of these episodes. I don't want to go to Mandalorian yet, because we do want to talk about it, but... Some of those episodes could have had way more content in them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, for sure they should have. Could have been a, a longer. Instance, like that, that farming episode where he goes and saves all those farmers. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like episode three or yeah, something. Yeah, that should be probably double the length, and it would have been a lot better. Because there's a lot of stuff that takes place, and it's like, you need to stretch this bugger out. Yeah. But they've already confirmed season two for The Witcher. They've confirmed confirmed season two for Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Season four for Stranger Things is, is confirmed. Mm-hmm. We are going to get, and I, I don't know how many seasons we're getting of like The Witcher and stuff, but I think season four of Stranger Things is the end. Like, I think they're going to wrap it up. That's probably a really good idea. It's they, a great they, idea because you, those kids are going to get older, and you, you don't want to drag a series out because no. of money or because fans. You mm-hmm. want it to be a good story that is then remembered and. Gone back to Correct. over and over and over. Correct. I mean, they could have put a cap on uh, Stranger Things back on uh, season one, and it would have been perfect, you know, whatever. But actually put a cap on it because they left the door open, which I don't know if they should have done that. But since they left it open, they were able to keep on going. I think that they do need to put a cap on it then for sure. That way you know we're done now. We're not going forward. If it was... It, uh. Like the like the way they ended season three, I thought season three had a good cap on it. They could have left it, yeah, and walked away. I thought season. Wait, I'm trying to remember exactly how the last episode ended. If there was Hopper any... got like he like disappeared right in that oh, thing. Oh yeah. And then there was the jail cell in Russia, and you don't know who it is. But we know it's Hopper. We know it's Hopper. But like it ended, but it left you it left you open so that you could imagine totally. or come up with a new story. But, but also, it, it if they wouldn't have shown that scene, that means that Hopper gave his life for yeah. his friends. End of story. And you could just wrap it up there and walk out. But they deliberately put that extra scene in there so that you're like, 
he went through the dark world. He went the, the upside down. Sure. Yeah. Because then they had one in mm-hmm. Russia. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like an exit. Exactly. He's just got to dig his way through. Um, but I definitely don't want them to wreck it. I, a lot of people thought season three was boring. But I thought it was a good progression because the kids are getting older and stuff. And sure. we talked about this back when yeah. the season three was out. I really enjoyed season three. So I watched it all on a couple of airplane flights, a couple of back-to-back ones. And I ate it up so fast. And yeah, I was technically a captive audience. I was on a plane. But it made my trip totally worth it. I was excited to actually get back on the plane because I knew I was going to watch Stranger Things again. So I, I would... I really loved uh, season three. I liked it more than season two. Oh, really? Yeah. I I don't like it as, as good as season one. Season one is still the best. It's, still, it's just such a classic, though. Yeah. Season one is is perfect. Um, Season two, I thought was good, but it had some pointless episodes in it. And uh, season three, I enjoyed, I think, all the way through. I think the the older teenager, when they were working at that ice cream shop mm-hmm. that kind of comedic romance thing yeah. really helped kind of give like some comedy yeah. and some some light mm-hmm. of course then when they go into the elevator i was like don't why would you go there right like mm-hmm. you dumbass mm-hmm. don't no one would oh let's just go to this fucking cavern a mile underground and well then i don't be stuck there they didn't know that they were gonna go forever yeah but then they could have gone up but they're like eh, let's leave no this no up. they tried to leave they wouldn't let them up they were stuck down there they couldn't escape. And then they tried to figure out how to pry open the, the thing. Maybe. They couldn't pry it open. The, the, the Russians came to go open it finally. They were stuck down there until the Russians came to open it. And then they beat them. And then they escaped. And then they could have got up. But then they're like, ah, screw it. Let's go, let's go tour the basement. <laughs> I was like, you guys are crazy. But the, and that's what makes it a show, right? Like, yeah. Well, no, it was just, not real. It was so intense when they were down there because it was just, they're going to get caught. They're going to get caught. They're going to get caught the whole entire time. And uh, they, it was very fun. I really enjoyed that whole entire season. Um, okay. We love rabbit trails. Yeah. Okay. So the next... Little quick thing we can talk about is the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. Yeah, I never watched this as a kid. This was made by back in the day. It was made by uh, Jim Henson. Jim Henson. These are now his children that are creating this one. Yeah, I don't remember if it's his daughter or his son, but they like picked up and continued on with his legacy. Right. He has a daughter and a son, and they both make Jim Henson films with like the puppets and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't realize Jim Henson also has a bunch of cartoons. Uh, I know that he has one. I don't know how many other ones he has because I know he has one on I think Netflix or Amazon or something. I think it's Amazon because my kids watch it. Every my now daughter and then. watched one too. It was like yeah. a fish one or something and something else. Oh, that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, one of the actual like Kermit and stuff. Like that. But it's a cartoon. Oh yeah, no, this is like out of. I I would have no idea it was from Jim Henson. Sure, but um, I believe it is actually specifically his daughter who makes this newest form of Dark Crystal. Um. I have probably seen it once. The original Dark Crystal, I probably have seen it once, maybe twice when I was little. And this is a movie, correct? Back it in the day? It is a movie. Okay. Um, this is the time when The NeverEnding Story was out, mm-hmm. Dark Crystal, and The Black Labyrinth. Yeah. Dark Labyrinth? Black Labyrinth. Mm, dark. Dark Labyrinth. Black Dark. I think it's dark. It's got to be dark. Okay. Um, so those movies like kind of intertwine in my brain. Just because I was like five when I saw them. And they all have a very similar feel. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so when this got announced, out of nostalgia, I was like, oh, that's going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. So it's still puppets. It's still... Uh, I, they also have a series on YouTube that, or on YouTube, on Netflix, that is like how they made it, which is super cool because oh. then it gives you the background on how they, how they came to make it. They had test footage from when they like test it, like um, they had like a what I guess what you would call a pilot episode, mm-hmm. and then they got feedback from it, like you really we we really shouldn't do a, this much CG. We should have more real puppets, real sets. And so there is a lot of CG, but in the test footage, it was a lot more CG. Okay. And then everything, like, it cost a lot more. But I guess I guess Netflix, who bought it, said, nope, go full bore. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode was a little hard for me to get into um, because and I don't remember if it was just the puppets or the voices or just being believable or kind of having that. Chip sure. on my shoulder for like, it's kind of this puppet show. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got into season, or not season, I keep saying that, um, episode like three or four, mm-hmm. then I started to really like it. Okay. But that's when the action started. That's when the issues started bringing up, like people being kidnapped and turned into this liquid and stuff. Okay. Um, and that's that's when you, you got into it. Hmm. Um, it's pretty high quality production mm-hmm. and i think they've already announced they're going to do another season as well okay um but if you have a nostalgic memory of the dark crystal it's a great way to pick up after the movie left and um it's just fun it's not for little kids no it's definitely not i would say what seven ten plus i mean it's it's kind of dark i mean and those bad guy I... birds are pretty evil looking right i think that you definitely have to know what your kid is Capable, capable of, of what they actually enjoy, what you know, would they get scared, uh, and those ages because of that would fluctuate drastically. Um, at the same time, yeah, I would agree that this is definitely not made for small kids. This is, I mean, I can't remember what age I would have been at uh, when like the Dark Crystal was out, but even back back then, I might have been too young to even watch those. I thought that those were kind of scary and weird. Uh, so. You got again. That's all on you know what your kid can handle, but it is definitely made for that kind of small, young, small is the wrong word, young-minded uh, person. They're they're shooting for that person who wants something that's a little bit dark, a little bit creepy. Uh, my son likes a lot of that kind of stuff. I thought he would enjoy it a lot. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't really interested in it, so we just kind of moved along. But. Uh, I thought it might be perfect and right up his alley because he likes a lot of that kind of stuff. He loves the Ghostbusters, which is mm. kind of creepy. He might have to watch the movie, like the original movie, because the story picks up afterward. Okay. And you don't have to, but to get the how they got to that place, you probably have to watch the movie, but I don't know. Yeah. I, it's probably slower than most new stuff. I think that that's the, the thing that... Uh, I try to show him stuff that I've liked back in the day, and it's always been too slow for him. He wants a much quicker, more ADHD-looking style. Who, who directed Transformers? The Michael Bay, yeah. He yeah, wants, he like wants a Michael, Michael Bay. Yeah, he wants a Michael Bay experience for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, a Michael Bay film just released not that long ago on Netflix as well. 
Which one is this? Underground Six. I, I was think. gonna bring that up. Yeah. So have you have you seen it? So I stopped watching it about uh, ten minutes into it. It was after uh, the car chase scene. Why I, did you stop watching it? Like, did you have to, or did you not like it? I just I didn't really. I just moved along. I didn't really care for it. Oh yeah. I tagged it to like watch later. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. No, no, no. For, for I'll watch are, it, but yeah. I'm just saying like I tagged it so I can watch it later. Uh huh. Because I heard it was like, oh, this is like Netflix's Fast and the Furious. No. Oh. Okay. No. It's far more extreme. This is Michael Bay given crack and let him loose. And he just cracks it up like crazy. It, he's got uh, essentially Daredevil and he, he's rated R. So they're allowed to swear and, and use much blood as they want, be as violent as they want, which is a little bit startling at first because I'm expecting just the way it's kind of filmed. It really feels like a Michael Bay film. So I was expecting it to be like Transformers, where it's splashy and you know exciting, but no one's really getting killed here. Or if they are, you're surely not seeing anything. I oh, mean, sure. a lot of sparks, a lot of flames, but you never see anybody dying. Whereas here, he's like running people through or cutting cars in half, and it's like, well, these people are all fucking dead for sure. <laughs> or, or like he'll see a guy go flying out the front of a window and smash into something, or he'll they'll run over a guy with a car. There's a lot of people dying in like the first scene, and it is. It literally starts out with a high-paced chase scene that runs for, like, 10 minutes long. I finished the car chase scene, and I said, all right, I'm out of here. It's, because that's, I wanted to finish the car chase scene because it was exciting. But see, that's the problem. Is like It's probably too intense, and then it just gets too long. That intensity that's is That's kind of what up. happened. Like, a car chase scene is good, and I know mentally you think, just keep going. You should make a car chase scene the whole entire movie. It gets boring after a while. Like... I know it seems weird. Like, they're just running around having a great time. There's explosions. People are getting killed left and right. Like, why Why is this not exciting? It's like, because it's been fucking 10 minutes. Like, you got to wrap it up eventually. Yeah, like your, like your adrenaline kind of starts yeah. wearing down, and it's all of a sudden it's the mm-hmm. same samesies. Right. It doesn't have any effect or impact no. anymore. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. It's. I think you should at least give it a shot, and who knows? Maybe you'll freaking love it. I mean, it's... It's high-paced. It has a lot of humor in it, a lot of humor. So it's just literally back-to-back action and humor nonstop. Hmm. Maybe, like, 18-year-old me would like it. You're 18, you... Yes, for sure. Imagine yourself when you watched Transformers the very first time. Did you really like it a lot? I think so, yeah. So I loved Transformers. When I first saw it, I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Uh, now, since then, I've evolved quite a bit. But I'm saying when I first saw that, I, my mind was just blown at what I had witnessed because it was so fast-paced. There was so much action. I couldn't believe what I had seen. I know that an 18-year-old or 17-year-old or 16-year-old Steve, if he had seen this, he would this would be thumbs up across the board. <laughs> like, yes, give me all of this. But I was watching it like, this is ridiculous <laughs> i've noticed that like as i age my tastes have yeah. tamed down to being yeah. like let's not like mm-hmm. we don't have time for this like ridiculous stupid stuff if they would have released this in theaters they would have made a lot of money just like any of these other oh, really yeah high action popcorn films they make a ton of money like that's what would have happened with what about the uh, sean hobbs did that make a bunch it made enough money hmm. I, made, I didn't go see it i yeah, wasn't interested it, it didn't make fast and furious money but it did make good money <laughs> 
Like Fast and Furious, right, at this point, is kind of just printing money, just like Marvel's doing. It, it's so it, it irritates me. Right. So it, they wanted to know what would happen if we tried to make a spinoff. Would we also be able to rake in the same amount of money? And they didn't. They raked in like half the amount of money. Well, they've now turned it into a brand instead of like a series. Correct. And so now it's more of like a lifestyle thing of like, okay, now we're going to have these offshoots like Hob and Shaw or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have the main line and then we're going to have these offshoots. And it's like, I think because of the one that Paul Walker was in exploded so big mm-hmm. because people wanted to say goodbye or whatever. Yeah. That maybe the studio took that the wrong way thinking, we're, we're famous. Like, I agree. We're going to take this to the moon. I agree. I, I think that that is really what happened. I, I think also pulled in extra eyeballs, and they showed up, and I think a lot of them stuck around a little bit. But the studio definitely misread the scenario. No, all these people watched your film because of what happened in real life with Paul Walker, and they all basically came to see him one last time. So there's been a Fast and Furious after that one, right? Yeah, and it made a lot of money. It did. Did it make a lot? It made a lot. Not as much, but it made a lot. A lot enough... That's a bad way to say a sentence. It made enough that they thought that they could do what they're doing, which is start making offshoots. But now well, that they've seen the offshoot, they know, okay, we can't do that. Well, or yeah, at they, least it's not as profitable as we thought it was going to be. And they have like a couple, like a trilogy or something dropping. I don't know. With Vin. Like the main series is going to have a couple more. If I'm correct, they also just released an animated series on Netflix. I just read this. They are releasing an animated series and a new video game. I don't know about the video game at all, but has it released already on Netflix? I feel like it has, like, a couple days ago. Oh. Because I think it released the same day as The Witcher. I could be wrong. No way. Or at least... Fast and Furious Spy Racers? Yeah. Huh. Premiered on Netflix December 26th. Okay, so it's already out. And that was Based. not when The Witcher released, but it, it is already released. Hmm. So it's out. Mm-hmm. I'll, probably, I'll probably give it a shot. Hey, I, I will definitely click on it. I have boys that love action and animation. Uh, I'm assuming it's made for a younger age and probably doesn't have swearing. And you It know, doesn't look like, like an animated series, though. It's, oh, it doesn't? It's higher graphics. Okay. Um, here, I'll show you quick. It's not like Cars. It's a little higher res than that. It almost looks like a video game. Yeah, I would agree. It's like, like it could be the next Need for uh, Speed. Yeah, Need for Speed. Yeah, it really could be. Well, either way, I would totally check it out. If they made a Need for Speed uh, cartoon series, I'd watch that too. Uh, I don't. I miss the original Need for Speed games. I liked the movie. They didn't. <clears throat> I was surprised they didn't make a sequel to the movie. I'm surprised they didn't make a sequel to the movie. I thought it was well received. It was one of the better car movies that actually had good driving in it. Oh, it was really good. Weird. It was better executed than the Fast and the Furious oh, movies, but the totally. Fast and the Furious movies are much more famous, so they consume a lot more money no matter what. Well, and we have our opinions on that, but mm-hmm. they're just, they're not car movies anymore. I hear you. No, they, you're right. They started out that way. Now they're action movies that happen to have cars in them, too. A couple times. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I thought there was another TV show, but I can't remember what it was. I didn't think maybe it was The Mandalorian, but like, we were going to talk about episode seven, which dropped 
Yeah. Uh, we can go through that briefly, but we, for the sake of our listeners, we probably need yeah. to move on to like pinball and video games after this. But yeah, all right. So at Mandalorian, uh, in the beginning, we both agree one through three was really good, and then dipped kind of hard through four, five, and six. But what do you think about episode seven? I um, rem- don't really remember how it started. <laughs> uh huh. Um. And I barely remembered how it finished, and you had to remind me, and then I remembered. Yeah. Um, it's when he started getting all of his old... No. Is it the one where he went to the jail? That's not what, that's not what it was, was it? We can edit this. Here. Uh, just pull it up. We pull up Netflix. We can just... Okay. So, an episode... We, we, we just reviewed it again. Right. Because yeah. M- Mando gets a call from that... Um, well, I don't remember the guy's name. I don't remember the black guy's name either. But yeah, the guy who betrayed him. In well, episode... actually, technically, the Mandalorian betrayed the black guy. Yeah, he he would give Mando jobs like yep. those little pucks, mm-hmm. and then um, he, Mando's just flying on a ship, and then the the guy rings him up like in mm-hmm. a little video voicemail, right. and says, "Hey, I need your help. We can team up and take out that big rebel. No, not rebel. Not, uh, yeah, the 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 warlord warlord guy." Mm-hmm. So Mando gets his crew together of all those people he's worked with before. Mm-hmm. And then they go down there. The black guy kills his partners. Yep, because, because they, originally he was supposed to betray the Mandalorian, but he decides, I'm going to protect you. And it has some cool scenes. Like I really liked it when he was uh, fighting those monsters that were coming down to try to... Oh, those dragon-looking things. Yeah, those were, that was cool. Yeah, that was good. It was kind of weird... That, like, they would, like, shoot them a whole bunch of times, and they would, like, never die. And then all of a sudden, they shoot one four times, and would die instantaneously. Yeah, I was like, weirded out by that as well. I was like, well, this is very inconsistent. And also, why the fuck can't any of you guys shoot one of these things? Oh, I get that it's, God. like, nighttime, and it's kind of dark. But, like, there's just spraying the whole entire sky. And even when they hit it, nothing happened. So I was like, okay, these guys have, like, a lot of armor on them. And then all of a sudden, they'd hit one, like, pop, 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 and it would drop dead. And I was like, uh, What? This is inconsistent, yep. but I just you just got to push past it and be like, all right, fine, whatever. I mean, so they get to the bar. They he like hands him his gun because he like brings him in. Like he pretends that the Mando's Mandalorian's like under arrest. Yeah, hands sneaks in the gun, and then I don't even know if they did they kill him. The warlord. Yeah. No. No, he went to the phone gets, call. Yeah, yeah. He go. He gets up, goes over, and then uh, sorry, a moth. Which is like a general for for them. He calls him up and says, like, basically, you're freaking dead. And then they just wipe out. They just machine gun the whole damn yeah, place. From outside of the bar, all these stormtroopers start hosing the whole entire bar with uh, lasers. And everyone just gets slaughtered except for the Mandalorian and his partner. And I think that's kind of how we get left off because uh, he tells his other buddy because he he teams up with all of his old people that uh I don't, through, like, I'm so bad with names it's it's the girl warrior right and um that old guy that rides those weird reptile things mm-hmm. was there another one no it's just the two oh, of just them. those two but okay. also those were his only two partners he's had yeah. in the series of all besides IG88 and also technically who the fuck's IG88 the oh little, in the, the first the, the robot guy yeah <laughs> but technically he's dead right now until they come up no no, no he's no, not dead that, they, yeah, that old guy brought him he back him. <laughs> he wanted tea and but they didn't use him though no uh, he just handed the maybe we'll see him in the tea. next episode maybe he'll come out and try to help him maybe 
they need help right now. They're stuck in the bar, as far as we know. Well, then the old guy was racing back to the ship. To yep. He was trying to bring Baby Yoda back. Mm-hmm. And then those two speeder guys took care of Run business. Run him down. Kidnap Baby Yoda. And that was the end. Left. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God. Heart. Besides that, besides those dragon guys not being killed uh, easily, it was like a gut wrencher. Like, uh, holy shit. How are they going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And it was an intense scene. I just wish that they would have done a better job of like... Maybe the creatures are too fast and they can't hit them. Or maybe they do have lots of armor. So if you hit them a bunch of times, uh, they don't die. But if you get them in the right angle, like, oh, I got him right under the armpit. He dropped dead or something like that. I don't know. Um, It just, it was weird to me the way they took damage and the way that they could never hit them. It's like, they're not that fast. You can aim your goddamn gun. (laughs) So you heard that the next episode is really good. I have not heard that. Oh, that was that about the Witcher? Oh, so about the Witcher. Okay. Never mind. The final episode of The Witcher is supposed to be the price, you know, worth the price of admission for the whole entire series. Well, of course, so. we already know that show's amazing. Yeah. Um, right. Actually, we're we're recording on a Friday. Yeah. The Last Mandalorian dropped today. It's it's available right now. So I'll watch it this weekend sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about it next week. Sounds good. Um, I'm hoping this was one of those like they released it the first. They're gonna have feedback. They're gonna make this season two better like try to have less inconsistencies mm-hmm. maybe get better um actors off the bat i actually brought up the bad acting on the pinball forum thread of this game the tv show mm-hmm. and they're like well you can't just you know 10 minutes before the show get actor lessons and i'm like 10 minutes before the show well fine yeah <laughs> and i was it's like because like, you don't pick that person in the first place yeah i was like uh you can have them get training you cast that is a that is a terrible answer that is a shill just shilling all day. Who, who? What movie was it? Was it Kylo Loren? Where it was like they picked this actor and they forced them into this spot and they had to get acting lessons and all this crap because it was just such a bad actor. It might have been Kylo Ren because he was a Marine before he ever became an actor. Maybe they turned him into an actor? I don't know. I, we talked about it and I don't remember what it is. I don't remember if it was Star Wars or a different movie, but it was just like... Oh, I know what it was. What was it? It was uh, the the girl bounty hunter, the the shock trooper that that's on the Mandalorian. She the reason why they picked her is because she's a UFC no, no, no. fighter. I'm talking about yes, I'm talking about because of that. I was bringing up a different example from a year or two ago, where they picked mm. it was this high profile character and they put in this random person just because the director liked them. I don't know what it's from. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Someone wrote the director and said, "I would really like to be this person," and they were like, "Okay, interesting. You will remember this in a day or so. It'll." Click back to you. Huh. I, I probably will, but I can't. Is, is are you sure it's from even Star Wars? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll think about it, but I can't remember what it is. Um, I'll Google it quick, too, later. But uh, there's ways to get help with acting. I get everybody as the first step, but... But again, you don't need to force somebody into any role. You can pick somebody else who knows how to act that girl who and maybe i should not say girl that that woman who they picked shock trooper yeah to be the shock trooper in this film she looks the part we all agree she looks like a great uh strong powerful uh mean shock trooper or whatever you want to call her which honestly uh this is the first time i have ever heard that the rebels had shock troopers 
and it blows my mind. So what's a shock trooper? A shock trooper is the, is the kind of, you know what an ODST is in Halo? I know what ODST like I know it's a, a trooper, but right. I I don't, I don't know like so, what their job is. Right. So ODSTs and shock troopers or like uh, arc troopers, they all get dropped behind enemy lines. Oh, they're those people. Yeah, exactly. So they are these hardened warriors that basically come in and they do shock and awe essentially by dropping in they're and the, then just shooting and scaring the hell out of everybody. Yeah, they're like the marine. Like they get thrown behind enemy lines and it's, well, right. f- you're dead, so fend for yourself. Yeah, and exactly. You, but the, but the they're best, like the, elite. the best. Yeah, the toughest are all out there because they're on their own. That's all they got. And they are just wreaking havoc over there. Well, we all knew that shock troopers existed in the Empire. Whenever somebody oh, says I a shock trooper... Oh, I thought... I didn't know she was with the Rebels. Yeah. No one did. Oh. We just all thought she was next shock trooper for the the, the Empire. That's what and I thought. all of a sudden, she was mouthing off to uh, to the the guy, the the, the, the weird-looking dude. The, the old guy. guy. Yeah. One second. Oh, the bubble was just creeping up. All right. Yeah, she was mouthing off to the old guy. Saying uh, how how could you have possibly helped the empire and all this different stuff? And I'm thinking, you fucking murdered a lot of people for the empire. How dare you mouth off to this guy who's just a mechanic? And all of a sudden, like a couple scenes or a couple moments later, it comes out that she was a part of the rebels. And I was like, what the? So oh, the I didn't catch have that. Troopers. I didn't catch that. So it made sense then all of a sudden, like, why she hates the... I just thought she hated the Empire because maybe what they did to her. Maybe because they just used her and all this different stuff. And she, you know, has been killing all these people. And just she was just a number to them. You know, whatever. I thought yeah. she was basically rebelling against the Empire. I didn't think that she was already a rebel. Well, then when Mando the wanted her on his team, he had to say something similar of, well, he's a Empire person. And then she was like, okay, I'm in. Because right. she didn't want to. Right. So there, there must be something against the Empire, yeah. Yeah, she definitely hates the Empire. And I, again, I just thought it was because she was a part of it. That's what they, I thought. They keep calling her a shock trooper. I have never heard of the Rebels having shock troopers. Everyone knows that the Empire has them. So whatever. Okay, well, let's not talk about it too much longer. Let's just say we're excited for the last episode. Totally, totally. Um, oh, but back to her real quick. <laughs> just real fast. There was no reason to ever pick her. I get that she looks like the part, but she should not be on a cat food commercial. Like, she is a horrific actor. And what we mean by that, I think, that you mean, is the way she talks makes it look like she's nervous or scared. Like, she's not naturally speaking. Yeah. Like, they're just filming it, and then they're just running with it. It's like, dude, retake the scene. Yeah. It's not good. Look at what she just did with her face. She will, like, smile awkwardly sometimes. It's like, I don't know if this is a smiling moment right now. I don't know if this is And that's is the hard even... part of is, is this, this is, like, not one person's fault. It's like, you have a director, yeah, you have... a lot of people, ha- this had to go through a lot of people, and they're just sending it through, like, that's good enough. Why? You tell me why it's good enough, because I don't get it, because it's clearly not. Maybe maybe uh, Star Wars' bar is now low and, and Marvel is high. So low you could trip over it, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, anyways, okay. All um, right. Let's, let's move on to pinball finally. Pinballing. Okay, so Monday, Sunday night, I think Stern released their Stranger Things videos. Mm-hmm. And then Monday there was the stream mm-hmm. on the 23rd, and then the game was available to play that night mm-hmm. at some some places around the U.S. Um, it had shipped that 
like that last week. So they really were telling the truth. Yeah. Most people on form. I didn't believe it at all. I was like, there's um, no way they're available to ship right now. They haven't even released a trailer. They did it. They tried to orchestrate it to all come on that one day, right? Like, it's announced, released, streamed, uh, available to play on the same day. Which is a brilliant move. I just didn't believe it was possible. It's a brilliant move, but there's leaks that will always happen when you try mm-hmm. to do all that because your, sh- your distributors and your shipping has to happen a week before mm-hmm. to get the freight going. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have people leaking that info. Totally. So then everybody's going to know. Yep. Um, you got drivers. You got... Uh, the people that are actually receiving it, a lot of people's eyeballs are going to be on this, yeah. and some of them are going to get excited about it, and they're going to post it. Um, some of the stupid, funny parts is that that Canada pinball podcast guy out in New York, he was saying all this like leaky shit, and half of it was wrong. And so, sure. either he's getting fed misinformation for fun, but um, it makes me just not like listening to him even more. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, well, because of the reason. A long time ago where he did something really stupid, but it just is like, it proves the point that anybody can feed someone a rumor and that person can spread it and everybody believes it. Yeah. Because at some point someone said it has 40 modes. <laughs> like sure. no pinball machines had 40 modes before. So all of a sudden it's like, holy shit. Uh-huh. And then we get the game and it's like 12 modes. Okay. So it's like so much, but see, it's, oh, and I don't want to get too political on here, but it's kind of like when you have someone that, spouts all this stuff and because they're the first thing everybody hears when the facts come up later no one cares about it sure because you've moved on to something else like no one cares long enough to continue talking about that right um um i love the look of it especially the premium well specifically i showed steve the videos of the premium and the pro release yeah um I think the premium looks great the pro looks fine the pro looks good i'm not if i had not seen the premium first which is kind of across the bar whenever you see the premium version of a pinball machine and then you watch a pro it's it's disappointing but at the same time uh it looked good and if i was just in a bar and i saw it i would love it uh but when you see the premium it looks really cool i love uh all the projections that they're shooting on all these different ramps and on the looks like a movie screen like an actual yeah, like a drive-in theater yeah, like screen. a drive-in theater screen it's really cool i think it's awesome it is a little bit concerning to whether it still will work in daylight. That's what everybody's question is. Yeah. I mean, um, like, do you, can I only play this game at, with all the lights turned off? Like, I don't know if this will work. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I think it's just, when the game's just sitting there, like, off, uh-huh. it's going to look so fucking dumb. Yeah, it'll just have just white, white screens. shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A bunch of white screens, a bunch of white ramps. It will look very boring. Until you turn it on and they have all the lights on it. Yeah. And again, how bright is the light? There's only one way to find out is to see it in person. And for me, I hate playing pinball in the dark. I so I'm I'm wishy washy on it. I like playing in a darker environment, but uh what's the pinball place that just shut down? Taco, the taco Bar. Yeah. yeah t- Taco Arcadia? Yeah. Well, literally, I think we talked about it on our last episode, and since then it's closed. But um, Taco Arcadia was too dark. Sure, yep. Especially in some parts. How about that? So in some areas, it was too dark, and then you had LEDs, which are very bright, just blinding you the entire time. I would agree with that. I When I play in my, well, my new remodeled game room, I have the different two rows of lights, but they're dimmable each, so mm-hmm. like I can... 
kind of really figure out where I want the lights. Sure. Um, I don't like, like a lot of my pinball friends, like Chris's basement, he has like no light. Mm-hmm. And the only light you get is the other games that are on kind of glowing over. Sure. And sometimes that's okay. And sometimes it's too dark if the games aren't on near you. Mm-hmm. But one of my other older buddies, uh, o- older being a couple of years ago, he would just have every light off in the house and we'd be playing in the pitch dark, just the games on. And it, it, that, that, that difference where your, your peripheral per, per, peripheral, per, peripheral yeah. is black mm-hmm. and then the game is like LED white mm-hmm. is really jacked up. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're playing in a, yeah, like a cave. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. It's hard to track the ball. I think that that is my biggest issue with it is that uh, a lot of these games don't have good GI, general illumination. So without having good GI... You can't see where the ball is because all you can see is the lights that are flashing at you. And you have to try to basically track the ball that's glinting by them. And it's like this is making the game very difficult because now I have like an invisible ball flying around. Uh, When you have good GI, like uh, for instance, uh, what's the Batman game? Dark Knight. Yep. Dark Knight uh, can have good. Obviously, if the ball was blow out, then that's not going to help. But it has good GI. So in the dark, I think you could play that game just fine. But there's a lot of games, they have no GI. Only LED, you know, the little indicating lights and stuff like that. And if you put the fancy new LEDs in there, you're not going to see shit. And it's a major issue when it comes to the dark. And a bunch of new new Stern games, like uh, Coded by Dwight Sullivan, who did Monsters, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Now, Ghostbusters seems to be all right, but on, like, the monsters... Yeah, I think Ghostbusters... They flash the GI, so, like, all of a sudden the game is completely dark. Oh. While the ball is rolling toward your flipper, oh. then light it back up, and you... Oh, it's so frustrating, because you usually... It, at the bar, it's kind of dark. At, well, at night it's dark, right? Yeah. This is by a window, but... It's bright. The ball's rolling toward your flipper. It goes dark. It comes back on. The ball drained. Right. It's like, you gotta be... You couldn't leave a couple little lights on? Uh-huh. Come on. Uh-huh. I hear you. Uh, yeah, we'll see. The premiums have not shipped yet. Only the pros have shipped. And you're right. The pro looks, if you see the pro, it looks fine. The difference of price between a pro and a premium is, again, two grand. Um, I do. The people who have the money are going to buy it. The people who don't simply aren't. And, and, and uh, it's, it looks like it plays the same. I haven't noticed, at least in the videos. Of course, that's just watching like, one trailer. Uh, the big difference is... The magnetic ball lock on the back left. Oh, the, the pro doesn't have it? Nope. Oh. It has a post in the ramp that blocks the ball for a lock. Oh. And then it lets it out like it's a virtual lock. Well, that's a big difference. The magnetic lock is really cool. It's cool looking because it holds, it holds the ball there. Like you'll have one ball just being held on the back yeah. and then the second and the third. And then the projector. Mm-hmm. And I think the Demogorgon on the premium and LE like inter- interacts a little bit more instead of just being there. On a spring. Oh, okay. So it'll like it'll like shake. Sure. But for two grand, I personally don't think it's worth it. But that, that that's if you were counting your pennies, right? Like if you're like, oh, you know, I could maybe scrape by to with yeah, a premium. Yeah, exactly. If you got the money in your pocket and it's not that big of a deal to you, then this is way better. You should totally get it. Uh, you shouldn't break your back trying to get 
a couple more neat little things. Just this is the same game. Just the, play this one. And the pro's gonna play real fast, real smooth. Because mm-hmm. there's not a bunch of stuff stopping it. That's true. Um Is that why they call them pros? No, they're just made they're just cheaper to be on route. Okay, I was just wondering if that's why they specifically called them pro. No, no. So in tournaments they in tournaments do they specifically choose pro editions? Or does it I would matter? say it matter it matters on the tournament, but a lot of the times they do it because they're cheaper. Okay. So they're they're more accessible, and then the there's less like sometimes for like Game of Thrones, the pro doesn't have the upper play field, so there's just less gimmicky things. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Kind of like for instance, like you have uh, e esports players, they remove the rumblers out of their controllers because oh. it distracts them too much, sure, or stuff like that. Like okay, or a lot of uh, esports when when they have like their their actual game itself they will dumb it down a lot and remove some different like powers and stuff like that that way it's a little more simple a little more even oh sure uh i personally don't like that i i want to play it at its full experience i want it's like hey no no, you made this game with all these cool different things why are we cutting stuff out and it's just because like well yeah but we want to keep this basically an even playing field no matter what basically you got your chess pieces moving around here let's just leave it like that that's a good example because, uh, like, Black Knight, mm-hmm. Swords of Rage, mm-hmm. the premium when a pro player is in a tournament or something, mm-hmm. and the pro players were in the upper play field for, like, an hour. Okay. Where the pro doesn't have an upper play field. Sure. And it's similar. Well, the lower play field's all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But uh, it definitely is going to be a faster game without the upper play field. So you would have to play on a pro because otherwise, like you said, if one player... Stits up there for 45 minutes. Ugh, boring. Everyone would just be like, I, I don't know if this tournament's even worth it anymore. Yeah. It's based on Stranger Things Season 1 and 2. Yep. It has call-out. It has Hopper doing call-outs for the game. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. Made for the game. Very cool. So he calls out jackpots and certain shots and stuff. That's great. Uh, I love it when you have somebody <clears throat> who's actually making call-outs for the game. It's about and not just, time. Yeah. really is. They had the doctor from... Star Trek, do it, Bones. They had mm-hmm. him do it for Star Trek after the game was out. Great. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. They, otherwise, they haven't done it in a long time. Um, I'm hoping they have more than the callouts they had in the stream. The code is super early. But, like, I hope he records multiple callouts of the same thing in different things, like different tones or different contexts. Because when I was watching the stream, he would call out, I don't know, like, Jackpot 1 or Mystery, and it got annoying because sure. it was the same audio clip over and over. Mm-hmm. And if they hit that shot a lot, it was like, all right, we get it. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you're playing, it's a different story because you're kind of immersed in. Sure. Um, 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 um. Uh, the next thing I think I would like to talk about is uh, Rick and Morty. Whoa. There's a lot more information about the Rick and Morty pinball machine. I think after the, like, they recorded the day after or something, they released the... S- the real teaser video, mm-hmm. and then Charlie also released a video going through the playfield. Um, and that is a game that has a bonkers amount of callouts. That is, they had the voice actors come in and voice so many cool things, like uh, shoot the left, you know, ramp, and all this different stuff. Whereas, I don't know if there's any games that I have played at least that verbally tell you where to shoot, verbally tell you what to look for. Houdini did it. Okay. But you've probably never played it. I've never played it, no. It it did it so much that people got annoyed of it. Okay. All right. I, I guess I can understand that. But I, for me, and I think a lot of, let's say, more novice players, when they're playing, 
they have to look for the lights, and especially when they're told to look for the lights, it, that obviously helps. But when you're v- verbally told, shoot the left ramp, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I get it now. Shoot the left ramp. <laughs> I, don't know, I thought it was cool that I, I had never seen well, that before. And it's Rick and Morty, so they, they don't say, like, shoot the left ramp. It's in their voice, and it's like... Yeah, hey, th- you did this. Go do that, and right. so they kind of make it's it funny. It's yeah. they do it all in humorous ways. They're they're bantering back and forth, which is a fun, awesome thing. I, I loved everything that was be- that was going on, like all the, the verbal callouts. And and if they, uh, I'll say this: if they only have one voice clip for that, like if you do this one combo, and it's the same voice clip every time you do it. It'll get annoying as fuck. I, I suppose. But if they don't play it every single time or they have multiple different calls for that different same combo shot, sure. it'll be fine. It'll be great. I, I guess it would. they could make it as simple as just not doing it every single time. Totally. And, and that would mix it up enough. Um, I won't put judgment on the game until I play it. Um, certain people have said Spooky's games are hit and miss. Every game they release, it gets better and better. Sure. I mean, they're a new company. You can't give them too... You, you have to give them some credit for, like, taking the chance and learning, and every game gets better. And, you know, they haven't sold that many games. Like, when their first release was American Most Haunted, I think they had 250 games. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Their biggest release was TNA for 550 games. Now, this game has 750. Right, but, but TNA was a huge hit. It was. It wasn't like it was a... But it, it also wasn't Spooky's game. Oh. It was Scott Denisi designed it gotcha. from Pinball Life, and then they made it for him. Mm-hmm. So, but this this is the same thing. Scott Denisi designed this game. Spooky's making it. Perfect. Um, well, then there you go. You got your combo back again. And at least you have a track record, which is highly successful. And with an IP like this, that is also... It's sold out in four hours. Yeah. There you go. You can't even buy it now. <laughs> um, I guess the hard part is, so the game retailed starting at six ninety nine, nine six thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So seven thousand dollars. Seven grand. I love Rick and Morty. I think it's hilarious. But at seven, I I'm not buying a game for seven. Unless well, yeah, I can but play I mean, I'm, that's the thing is, all this different stuff is relative. I mean, like. I like playing pinball. I do not like the idea of owning pinball machines, not necessarily because I don't like them in my house, but because I don't, I can't justify it to myself to spend this much money on a pinball machine. Whereas like you and like Chris, it's worth it to you. You I mean, you want to save up for this next game. You love this, you know, this is what you love. I really enjoy playing it. I love playing your guys' machines. But I, it's not worth it to me to uh, save up for one of these games. And for the people, a lot of people love Rick and Morty. Elon Musk loves Rick and Morty. I'm sure he probably bought one of these machines because he loves it so much. And to him, a $7,000 machine is like pulling pennies out of his shoes. It means nothing. So if you made 700 machines, 750? Yeah. 750 machines. For sure, there's 750 people in the United States of America and across the world that can afford a Rick and Morty machine that they, that they desperately Oh, no, totally. Want. Yeah. And, like, Stern usually gets pretty close to selling out or getting rid of most of their big titles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, seven grand 
and I think about like how much fun is that game going to be for that much money? I hear you. There's games that are much cheaper that I can like. I can go buy a Stern Pro for t- two grand less mm-hmm. and get pinball enjoyment out of it. I hear you. Now it's not the same theme. Mm-hmm. It's not the same enjoyment. Mm-hmm. But it it is. I hope someone has it on route or someone I know buys it so I can play it. I bet you Tilt will have it. I heard they. I think we're getting it. I just feel like Tilt would get it. I mean, have you been there? No, I've never been there, but I know their track record of getting the newest, hottest machines oh, yeah. in there because that's what they're known for is being the place. Like, if you haven't played this game yet and it just released, you got to go to Tilt. That's where you got to get to. And we're referring to Tilt in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, just because I can't like afford it doesn't mean that I'm not excited or that I think it's a bad release. Right. I want to play it's it. It's a fucking home run for Spooky. Like, mm-hmm. not only is it a badass license, but they... Oh, this is what frustrates me. So on the pinball forum, in the thread, everybody watches the release, mm-hmm. and uh, Spooky uh, made a comment. and On the uh, thread? Yeah. And I dissected it and said, here... Uh, they even said they've teamed up with Adult Swim. This will be like, and I this isn't word for word because I don't remember what it exactly said, but I think they're making more than just Rick and Morty. I think they have teamed up with Adult Swim to make multiple games. Okay, that could be. And I brought it up, and no one fucking said shit about it. Which, well, maybe I they don't, want, don't. It's not because I want attention, but the thing is, like, right. I don't think people are seeing that. There's a lot more possibility here. There's more. I think more shows are going to have games. That's very possible, and it's a good idea for both companies. Parties. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes again, like you said, they sold out in four hours. All right, ship these buggers out. But here's the, and now the only make problem. A, it's going to take a, a year and a half or something like that. Oh, really? It's going to take a year and a half for Spooky to get these games out. All mm-hmm. of them, all seven fifty. They've started shipping, but. Does Boomerang own uh, Scooby-Doo? Oh, I have no idea. See, I'm trying to figure out if Adult Swim might have a hand in Scooby-Doo. Because there's multiple Scooby-Doos, though. There's, like, the old gen and the new one. I know, but I think... I just, from what I've been seeing recently on, like, uh, the different subscription services, trying to find a Scooby-Doo is kind of difficult unless you go to Boomerang's app, which costs money which is frustrating to me. Uh, so if you want to watch Scooby-Doo, you kind of have to do that. I, I know that they were on uh, Cartoon Network a lot, mm. and obviously Cartoon Network and Adult Swim were together. Yep. Are they still together? Yeah, because yeah. Car- Adult Swim is on Cartoon Network. Okay, good. And Cartoon Network had a lot of that old stuff, like Scooby-Doo. I think Scooby-Doo would be a great IP that that's, uh, Spooky could make. Um Anyways, I don't know. I'm waiting for... So I used to be huge into Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay. You know who that is? No idea. Never so heard of it. It's a meatball. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking a about. A milkshake yeah, no, and no. a thing of fries, yeah, and they I fight crime, yeah, but yeah. then they don't do anything. No, yeah, no. I've heard what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's a popular like, IP. It's like fucking 10 seasons plus other crap of like content. Mm-hmm. It's... It... It's endless possibilities of all the crap on... Because, like, there's Space Ghost and, like, C-Lab 2021 yeah. and even yeah. more crap. Like, 
Metalopolis. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. And a lot of the people who love those old shows also are big pinball players. They kind of lay over the top of each other. That that, that could work out pretty nicely. And and the great thing is, like, if Spooky's capacity is, like, 200 to 500 games, mm-hmm. that's a better fit for selling out. Like, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty is way huge. So yep. 750 probably wasn't even enough games. Mm-hmm. But that's their capacity, right? So if you had Aqua Teen and you only made 250 or 300 games, and it was a good game, you'll probably sell it because there's probably 300 people that would really like an Aqua Teen game if it was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a nice fit, and I'm really hoping they hit it out of the park. But I Okay, so just, I guess, to bring it back to Rick and Morty real quick, I'm really excited for it. I really want to play it a lot. Um, it has this cool little bouncy ship in the middle, but I, it really, it was the call-outs that did it for me. It didn't have anything, like, yes, they had some cool stuff that was on the screen, the LCD screen. They had some cool stuff when it comes to, like, the gimmicks on there, but it was the call-outs and them bantering back and forth while you're playing the game. Kind of very similar to the reason why I love the Black Knight, the newest version of Black Knight so much. It's because he's talking to you, taunting you, uh, and there's a lot of conversation going on. It's not as much of a conversation as him talking a lot, but him talking is the reason why I like the game so much. It, it plays good, too, but I love the banter that's coming at you. Him calling you, you know, a bitch because you can't handle this, or, <laughs> or nice try, and all this different stuff. It's, like, it's fun to fight against him, if you will. And uh, I feel like the same thing is going to be kind of similar with this. When you hear them bantering back and forth, and it almost feels like they're playing the game with you the way that they're talking. And that's also based off of a trailer. I have not played the game, so I don't really know how it's actually going to feel. I'm excited to find out if that's really how it plays. Yeah, and Chris has played the Whitewood. The Whitewood. So there was no art. It was just white. Oh, really? Just wood. I didn't know that. And it's been tweaked a little bit since because he said a, one or so shots were different. But, but again, there's nothing else with it. It's just the wood, right? There's yeah. no voiceover, nothing. Oh, yeah, and there's no audio. There's yeah. just You're just flipping it. Uh, Chris said he liked it because so he it was liked, unique. All right, okay. Well, but that's good. Like, that, that's like to good his to point, know. he's like, for seven grand, I, don't, I can't find the justification of... Yeah, and I'm sure, and I totally understand that because also we've, we've had this discussion with Chris... Uh, he knows how to get the best bang for his buck when it comes to... Yeah, he goes by these 80s System 11 well, games. Well, yeah, but that's the best bang for your buck is you get a good... A several... You could get probably seven games or at least five games for the price of that one. And that's the... And that's... That, that's it. Yeah, you could have a whole arcade yeah. versus one machine. And that's... It's like my whole thing about this, I want a scared stiff, right? It's about the same price. And it's like... That's so much money for a game. Yeah, it's an excessive amount. I could buy a new Stern plus an old game. Yeah, I could have two games. I could have three or four games for that price. Yeah, and that's where it's really hard to justify like paying that much for a game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, literally, if you were looking around and at least you had the the gumption to repair some machines, you could probably literally get ten machines for the price of one Rick and Morty. You'd have a full arcade. Versus one machine. Yeah, there's just gonna be a bunch of old games, but I mean, a pinball's a pinball if you if you don't have any. Sure, that's a good point. Um, I think we want to talk about repairs and fixes. Your games, they sold, right? You sold them. Do you want to talk about pinball? I mean, do you want to talk about repairs? Let's go. 
Uh, so, yes, when it came to selling my machines, I had agreed to sell both of my machines to a gentleman in, in a different state. He was going to drive up and get them. Uh, you were ticked that I sold them <laughs> at such a bargain price. Well, you can do whatever you want. I just thought no, no, you no. But, but you, you were right. You were right. I was, I guess. Uh, what, I don't know what the word. Just, You're in the moment. I was in the moment, and I was just like, "Fuck it, get these things out of my sight." And uh, that was the wrong attitude to have, especially after talking with you. And you think I could probably make double what I sold, what was gonna gonna sell them for. Now, the guy never showed up, and he ghosted me. And I was actually I wasn't gonna chase him down because after hearing what you were saying about my decision, I was like. Just let it go. Maybe he won't call. And he never did. He never called. He didn't want to show up. And I was absolutely fine with that. Because I think as is, I can flip them around and sell them for uh, quite a bit more. But I've decided I'm going to actually repair them and sell them working, not just uh, sell them as is. That guy was a typical Craigslister. Yes. He, he pretty much gets you to hold them and then makes up excuses and then never shows up. Correct. And then the people behind him who were actually who would probably come by yeah. it. There was are now people. not after you hold it, there those people are now not interested yeah. because the the fear of missing out is gone. Yes. Um I guess what I would suggest is I know we had talked about rebuilding the power supply board on Dragon for like five bucks, just gonna get a bunch of capacitors and mm-hmm. rebuild that. Because I had troubleshot that and found that the power was bad, but I have that pinball pool at home that's a System 1 Gottlieb. We almost should get them all together. Yeah, we should. And not sell them as a lot, but take pictures, put them up individually, and uh, we can do a group purchase as long as me and you agree upon the price on yeah, the back end. I'd but, be okay um, with that. Uh, we might not. Do you think we get as much money doing a group purchase? The thing with the group purchase is you take a little less, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it, you're also dumping them all. Yeah, they're all gone, and you kind of de- it kind of depends on what you wanted to get out of the game sure. to begin with. Good point. Um, Great point. But I saw. But there's a lot of people who love those style of games. Yeah, I, I personally love that style of games. There's people trying to sell roller disco for like twelve hundred dollars. I know. I know. Now the hard part is up where we are. There's not a lot of people spending money mm-hmm. on pinball machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't personally mind bringing stuff to the cities. Yeah, well, there was a lot of people who were willing, again, when I posted those up on Facebook, I didn't post them on Craigslist, I posted them up on Facebook, and I had a lot of traction, and yes, granted, I underpriced them, but I was pleasantly surprised at how much traction it got immediately. There was a lot of eyeballs on it, there was a lot of communication, a lot of people saying, I'll drive you know, from here or from there to come get them. Steve had priced them pretty much like a two-for-one. Yes. So that's probably why people are cool at driving. I mean, in reality, if you think about the cities or about a two-hour round distance, mm-hmm. it's $40 to $60 in gas. It's not that big of a From deal. From the cities. Yeah. In a two-hour like radius. Yes. 60 bucks, but, 40 but bucks in gas. But there were people that were going to travel from different states. That was going <clears> to take them <throat> Oh, he totally did. Like, that that guy wanted... Yeah, well, he didn't show up, but he was. he believed he was going to travel 12 hours for him. One way, uh, which I thought there was, was nuts, but, but it wasn't just him. There was several other people that were going to travel like six hours or eight hours. Um, either way, I want to fix these things 
sell them for a higher price and then see if I can just... And the thing with the dragon, like, you cleaned it up. We put all new rubbers on it. Mm-hmm. I mean... And it deserves to be played. You should play it at least once. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I had sold Black Knight mm-hmm. to a guy north of us. I think I said that in the Which last is, one. If you didn't, that's, either way, I, that's great. I was very excited to see that. I Monday, I sold F14 to my, neighbor, right, my neighbor Matt. So he's got that in his basement. I have no idea how he got it into his basement without my help. Like, without someone's help. I think it was just him, and he did it by himself. Wow. Which is no. fucking Superman right there. Does he ha- he had to have a dolly at least, right? I think he had a two-wheeler, but I don't... Because I brought my two-wheeler home f- for me and him to use. Hmm. But I was waiting for my wife to get home from a friend night. And uh, all of a sudden, I text him, like, my wife got home. And he's like, oh, oh it's already downstairs. I'm like, did you drop it? <laughs> yeah, he just pushes it down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> That's down. Just put a slip and slide down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, that's gone. I'm still working on Pinball Pool and, and Galaxy in the basement. I repinned a shitload on Galaxy, and I got the rectifier board. I'm so happy that you sold uh, F14. Why? Because I wanted to sell it? or like? Oh, yeah, because you wanted to sell it, and you weren't really trying to push it that hard. And then all of a sudden it sold. I was like, awesome. I don't know. I, I was excited. I kind of offered it to a handful of friends. Just I gave them a price of, like, here's the friend price. Sure. Um. But you and weren't pushing it. You hadn't put it on Facebook. You didn't Craigslist it or anything like no, that. No, like Matt had wanted one of your games. Yeah. And uh, it just never had worked out. And um, he sprung at this one, and I was kind of surprised. Um, because when it's your first game, usually you don't want to spend a lot. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't know. Sure. And um, it was more than I thought someone new in the pinball would spend. Either way, it worked out with me half selling these and then you know it not working out because then all of a sudden he was like gosh shit i missed my moment and then jumped on your next game it worked out really well well for me worked out really well for you (laughs) (laughs) um well i mean you also said that you wouldn't mind having one of your games at home uh actually you know honestly now that you bring this up i should pack these buggers up and bring them home because i will repair them i will fix them if they're in my house and i'm staring at them it, when they're at my office, and I, I don't want to be. I, I like I, literally, over the Christmas break, all I could think is I cannot wait to go back to work, because uh, I don't know. I I got the kids with me all the time, which is I love my kids, <laughs> but uh, at work I ha- I'm doing something. I have I'm, I'm I have a purpose, if you will. Where at home I'm just diddle dallying or just cleaning up their messes. Yeah, you're their chauffeur. You're their yeah. you're their maid. Yeah, We're, you're their cook. I'm important at work. <laughs> I mean, those are important yeah. things, but the, they yeah. they don't make you feel important. Sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm just their the guy who brings them toys and uh, they pay you back with dirty diapers yeah. and uh, <laughs> messes. Right. Um, either way, I don't want to hang out here afterwards. I want to go home. So. When my machines are here, that means I have to hang out after work at work instead of going out and doing what I want to do, which is anything else. So, uh, yeah, if I brought those home, I know I would fix them. I would fix them probably in like two days, whereas here they sit for a half a year and I don't get to it. Roller disco, I can't figure out. We've tried a lot. I'm going to start literally... I don't know if you should just leave it or what. I, I think it might be something on the diode board in the bottom. But I think it is. But Dragon, I know it's the power supply 
number one. Well, that's good. I, and I think you're absolutely right. Because I know it's when we put in you those know, we new could ideas. Do. We could take the power supply from Roller Disco, put it into Dragon. Okay. But that means we will have gutted. No, uh, it's just the one board. It's just like two, two or four bolts, screws. Swap, swap. I suppose. Flip, flip. Mash, mash. Um, all right. Yeah. Go on. Oh, I went to Average Joe's last night. I updated Monsters to the 1.02 code. I updated Jurassic Park to 0. 0.96. 0. 0.96 on Jurassic Park Pro plays way different. I guess not way different, but it's just a lot newer. There's different modes, different stuff. Here Definitely. Um, I only played like two games on Jurassic Park. Okay. Then I had to get... Uh, we had like a little pinball night at the office here last night. A mm-hmm. um, bunch of people were... It's probably been a couple months, easily. It has been. It's been a long time since we've had a good pinball night. Um, I didn't do a dollar game. I I really want to do a dollar game. And then, you remember pin golf? It's more intense. It's exciting when there's money on the line. Yeah. I mean, it's just a dollar. Yeah. Were you at my house when I did the the golf version where, like, each game had, like, a, a task you had to get to and you had to no. do it with an X balls? Nope. That's a cool idea. Yeah, so like on Metallica, right? If you, um, one of the goals could be get Sparky multi ball in one ball. Mm-hmm. So if you get it in two balls, you get a par two. Sure. If you get in one ball, you get a one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get, if you drain out completely without getting that task, it's a four or whatever. Sure. So you, you like score it like golf. Gotcha. So then you do that for every game, you make like um, a task. Mm hmm. Um, and then you could even do like multiple tasks and then have like, you know, like a nine round or 18 round. Mm-hmm. Well, you would call it that. I don't have 18 games, but you could do like a pass twice, but the second pass is a different set. Um, I feel like someone has made up a list of good rules or like tasks and we just got to find them. Yeah, but it would change for every single game. No, I know. And, that, and that's the yeah, point okay. though. Like each game has its own kind of cool. Right. Like medieval easily is destroy one castle. Sure. Or or get the trolls out. Yeah, get the trolls out. Yeah. How many balls does it take you to do that? Oh, it would take forever. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, it's just luck if I ever but, get them out. And the hard part is if you know the game, you can get them out. Mm, good point. When you want them out. Good point. Um, I updated Ghostbusters code again last night to the 1.17. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've played the new code. It is totally different. Really? Totally a different game. Huh. And so I have a Ghostbusters Premium. Does it also have different callouts by chance? Oh, yeah. Tons more. Really? Call-outs. Tons more callouts. Like when, when you start Who Brought the Dogs? He doesn't say, Who Brought the Dogs? He says all sorts of crazy shit now. That's great. And then it's a brand new game now. Dude, dude <laughs> so much stuff. It makes me want to play it more. Like I started a mode, and maybe it's Who Brought the Dogs, but then a bunch of other shots are lit orange. Like mm-hmm. the river of slime is going. Like I, mm-hmm. I must have started the river of slime. I don't know. But there's a bunch of shit going on. The scrolly blurs don't pop up a bunch, but last night only one was popping up, and I don't know if they changed that mm-hmm. or what. And then Slimer barely comes out. Um, the jackpots are a little different. Like it's still that main ramp, sure, but it's just it's just different. And then because they don't do the stacking of the modes the way they did, like they lock you into that one. You can get modes all over the place now. Mm-hmm. I was getting modes that I don't remember much. Sure. Ah, so good. That's awesome. That's really cool. So many more calls. Oh, it's exciting. I, I, I'm going to play it now. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's really exciting. 
Um, I was thinking like they might add like a new mode or change something or fix a bug. I didn't think they were gonna add like a bunch of cool new stuff. Oh. That, that's neat. So they know. added the main final wizard mode. There's a whole new mode in there. Great, but I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to get to yeah, it. Yeah, I see that that's the thing. Like, when the, that's what I thought you were gonna say is they added this cool thing that I'm never gonna see, so it doesn't mean anything. Oh yeah, no, but I mean the game is all different. It's uh-huh. crazy. That's cool. Um, then Lord of the Rings had a broken switch that like broke six months ago, mm-hmm. and I fucking swapped that this morning. Nice. It was the like the golem scoop, the Gimli scoop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I swapped that up this morning. Now it works. So one of our coworkers played the game yesterday, even though it was broken, and mm-hmm. he obviously doesn't care because why would he care? It's not his game, right? Um, and I forgot how much I love that game. I fucking love it. Like the. I'm watching him play and like the music and the callouts and the modes and the Balrog moves out and it's like, ah, this game is so good. You know what's fun about having only one game on at a time is you can hear all of that stuff. Whereas like uh, at a pinball bar, you really don't get the opportunity to fully enjoy one of these games because you can't hear a lot of the times some of the call-outs or the music properly because they're being drowned out by everything else. And I get that uh, it's cool to be in an environment like that just because there's all these machines. Yeah. But if you went there specifically just to enjoy one game, it uh, would definitely, I think, dampen the experience. And because of that, a lot of places will put the headphone jack add-on on really? the coin door. So if you are a serious player, you sure. can bring your headphones, plug into the game, and you get the direct feed. Oh, I didn't know that was even an option. That, that's um, cool. And I, I'll have to see. I'll have to play my game at home mm-hmm. and see how loud the clink, the banging is, mm-hmm. um, to the rooms upstairs. Because I wouldn't mind being able to play like one game when my kids asleep. Sure. But like at Average Joe's, um, that'd be a good mod. If Mike would would pony up the money, because there's a handful of people that really like that game, and like like the monsters, if you can't hear the comedy of it, it's not as enjoyable. I'm sure, and like you said, there's quite a few people who like that game. Yeah, um, Baywatch is still f- screwed up. I gotta work on that, but I'm kind of trying to do one broken game at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, Medieval Madness has this. On the upper right post above the targets that stand there, mm-hmm. the ball's coming around the orbit and it like bumps out and drains. And so I gotta either bend the metal or I I gotta ask the the group where that when the ball screams around the orbit where it's supposed to hit. I thought it was supposed to hit your your left flipper or something, but I'll have to I'll have to ask and see what is supposed to happen. Okay. I thought there was one more problem. Oh, Metallica. I booted Metallica. I haven't touched Metallica for four months. I haven't touched it in a long time either. I turn it on, start a game, can't even hear it. Because it's turned all the way down? No. Oh, a soundboard issue? Yeah, I guess. Huh. So then I open the coin door and I... Also, isn't the snake still messed up? What do you mean? I feel like there's something wrong with the snake the last time I played it. Was the plastic moving behind it? Yeah, it might be it. Yeah, it's just not tight. Okay, that might be all it is. Nah, there was another issue too. Like, well, there was it, the it ball couldn't get it in issue. the mouth or something. Oh, I don't But yes, there was also the fact that the back key was like sliding off of it. I I t- bent the little switch wire in the trough so that the balls recognize again because that f- obviously happened as well. Um, God, this new play feels pissed me off. 
but fucking no audio. And then I sort of started barely hearing it. I opened the coin door, cranked the volume almost all the way up, like 35. Still barely anything. Strange. Go in the menu system. I go to music and the settings, crank that up. Barely, barely there too. Huh. So I don't, I'll have to post on the forum because I, I haven't messed with it. And I don't know if it's like an amp broke or. Yeah, but if it's not being played. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Believe me. It boggles my mind. Huh. Strange. It's just been sitting there. Uh, yeah, that's confusing. Unless a pigeon got in there, maybe <laughs> bit some wires or something. Uh, we have some pigeons that can sometimes get in that room. But uh, either way, that's a joke. There's, there's no way a pigeon got in there. But uh, Yeah, weird, huh? That is weird that an unplayed game would break. Yeah. But well, that's my breaking. I mean, I'm sure some people have been playing it because we do have a lot of employees now. At the same time... They, they usually don't ever play that game. They're down at the one end playing... Uh, they play Sopranos, yeah. Medieval, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. They, do they play Lord of the Rings ever? Well, it's been supposedly quote-unquote broken, but no, okay. they, they probably played it a bunch today. Hmm. Yeah, they don't even come down to the other end. I don't think I've ever seen them even play Ghostbusters. Do they do that? Um, I think they did a little bit when I got the code, but not much. Sure. The Ghostbusters is a great game. I'm surprised that they don't really like it. I think they don't like it because of the flipper gap. Oh. That I could think, be. I think they just think Sopranos is more fun and easy. That could be. They told me to buy a bunch of games like Rick and Morty and stuff. I'm like... Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah. I'll, I'll just do that for you guys. Yeah. When, you can, <laughs> when you guys can fess up some money, though. Yeah, I'll do that. But I'll start charging you guys. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'll bring them in here and start charging $5 guys a yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> then they wouldn't want to play anymore. No. Exactly. They wouldn't want to play if it was uh, 50 cents a game, probably. Oh, probably not. <clears throat> just wait. Just wait. I think I, I think over the weekend I should pull one of my games home. They'll freak out. Then they come back here and, like, their favorite game is gone. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, assert my dominance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what happened? I just pulled my game home. Well, why would you do that? Because I can. <laughs> what I should do is I should like bring Lord of the Rings home and then bring like pinball pool back and just like put it in its place but never mention anything and then they uh-huh. I'll cover it up and everything mm-hmm. and they go to play it Lord of the Rings it's pinball pool <laughs> that'd be awesome that'd be good. just this bad 80s game um if we wrap it up it's yeah been a, this is a crazy long one yeah we went a lot longer than I expected uh, today and because of that we'll just we'll save video games for next week I didn't play any, though, so I got a couple for Christmas. I'll try to play them over the weekend. We can kind of talk about that, too. Perfect. All right. Well, there we go. That will be it for today. We will see you guys all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I have nothing fun for an outro. Flip, flip, mash, mash. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew.